Hi, and welcome to Work Together, a podcast brought to you by Social Optic. Social Optic offer tools and expertise, empowering organisations to gain critical insights, make informed decisions, and work together better. In this podcast series, we ask experts in their field for their views, thoughts, and advice on topics that we encounter with organisations and leaders, ranging from technology and data science to organisational culture and psychology. Roll intro. Welcome to the Work Together podcast, and today you join us for a special bonus episode. My name's Chris, and in this episode we'll be discussing our recent research project, Remotely Interested. I'll summarise what the research was about, bring out some top-level takeaways, and then I'll be pulling in some of Benjamin's quotes from the launch webinar of the research report for some highlights and deeper learnings from our findings. This research was focused on how organisations communicate with their deskless or frontline workers. When we say that, we're talking about people who are, for example, driving vans, serving customers, or working with patients. The aim was to identify the trends and efficacy of communication methods in order to reveal the things that are working, so things we should keep doing, and areas that require improvement or change. This follows our original research conducted in 2019. Since then, we've seen some big developments in technology available to organisations to communicate with their staff, and we've also seen the disruption of national lockdown during COVID. And we asked the question, has anything changed? As a quick reminder, in 2019, we found that only 63% of deskless workers believed they had all the information they needed to do their job well. Only 36% believed their manager to be an accurate source of information. And 27% had too little information about their organisation. So some startling statistics there. In this round of research, we focused on manager skills, communication channels, and the relevance of content received by this hard-to-reach group. The on-site team surveyed over 350 deskless workers across nine different organisations based in the UK and Ireland, with representation from diverse industries such as construction, retail, and healthcare. The research focused on communication methods and their effectiveness, Benjamin explains how we were able to learn a great deal using just a few targeted questions. When we were asking about channels and content, we put questions in there that really enabled us to drill down to who was having what particular experiences based on what kind of channel and what kind of content. So with just a few questions, we could actually get quite deep in terms of um, segmenting that information, understanding what people were telling us. We visualised all the data and analysed in survey optic as well. So that gave us a chance to, to really dig deep into the data, explore some different hypotheses and get to the findings that we're sharing with you today. When we design surveys, we are sure to include questions that segment the people that have taken part in the survey. In surveys, the detail can get lost in the averages. So often the ability to segment into the detail is where we find the actionable insights. Um, so what we did was we actually linked the questions. So although the questions were very easy to answer for the people responding to the survey, actually we can drill down and start to look at the properties of the different channels and what those channels were and the frequency and actually mine it for a lot more information than you would get out of a normal flat survey. So the research provided useful data with robust analysis. But what do we learn? Well, before we dive into some of the meatier parts of the findings, 
there are a couple of take-home points that you may find surprising. So you see there that you know, there is definitely more use of mobile phones than there was a few years ago, but actually it's still um, you know, in, in the minority in terms of a tool that, that people use for deskless workers. It's something I take for granted, that if I get disconnected somehow, I can still engage with communication from and about my organisation. In fact, that's exactly what I did when conducting on-site research for the project. With difficulties connecting to Wi-Fi with my laptop, I could still coordinate with my team using my phone. However, this isn't the same for all deskless workers by any stretch. Next up, perhaps an unexpected finding about employee engagement. You know, a few things that struck us as we were talking about this. A lot of time you hear about how disengaged the workforce is, and we'll we'll talk about this as we go through. But eighty-three percent of the people who responded felt like they were part of the team they work in. So that's actually quite a strong sense of connection and slightly less felt that they were part of the organization as well. So it's interesting that we found some some things that actually perhaps are different to the, the common narratives and some things that support it. When people talk about employee engagement, we often hear it come from the angle of how many people are not engaged. But we found that employees don't want to be disengaged. They want to be involved. The thing is working out who is disengaged and with what. It's not a headline number, it's a map. For example, lots of people felt part of their team, not as many felt part of their organisation. Why is that? What's causing that? Knowing those differences gives us the chance to investigate and be more surgical with changes to address specific issues. So, why do good communications matter? Well, I think some of the stats we've heard already go some way to answering that question. But if we dig a little deeper, what can we learn about the cost of bad comms? People are relatively engaged. And in fact, it really seems that by default, people are engaged. What happens is we disengage them by getting them the wrong things in the wrong ways. Are you getting feedback on your comms? What is or isn't working? Are you asking your employees what they think? The Survey Optic Audience module tracks the stats of communications, helping comms teams understand what comms are effective and where comms are falling flat. But not all tools can give you that analysis and you may need to be more creative in your methods of collecting feedback. It's important to be aware of where we are creating value and where we are destroying it. When we send out bad comms, we destroy value in the form of our employee goodwill. This can lead to frustrated employees, which can then lead to employees that leave. And of course, there's a financial cost to all of this. It doesn't just hit our employees, it hits the bottom line too. Benjamin brings an interesting perspective from his time in the technology industry. Coming from the technology world, like I, I, I spent the first half of my career in an environment where you know, any spend you had, you had to kind of quantify the risk. What was the cost of ownership? What was the ROI? Um, and yeah, you know, in the communications world, oftentimes people don't don't look at that. Uh, and I remember coming, you know, conversation with an organisation. Like you send this thing out. How long does that take to read? Let's sit down and work that out. Okay, that's four and a half minutes to read. How many people is that going out to? That's going out to thirty thousand people. Okay, what's the average? in your organization right here is a dollar amount for what this communication at a minimum is going to cost right let's say it annoys them and they're 10 percent less productive over the next week because you've really missed the mark what's that costing and you kind of do the maths you know what, what's the cost of bad communication as jenny says disengaged employees which means lower productivity which means you know lower, lower output for the organization ultimately disengaged employees 
um, it, it's the communications that wreck their relationship with the management of the time. It's very rarely the the management and how they communicate is actually how the communications is framed. That's where the trust gets broken with the organization. And ultimately, that leads to staff turnover. And again, you know, it really is a, a direct relationship from an employee receiving poor comms to becoming disengaged to leaving. And then at that point, it's like, well, what is the recruitment cost? Let's look at your staff turnover. How much of that is attributable to poor comms? Do an exit survey. And that's something we're doing a lot now. It's like, let's understand why people are leaving. You know, actually, they didn't understand the organization. They didn't understand what they were meant to be doing. They didn't understand the purpose of what they're doing. And they went somewhere that made more sense. Well, okay, 30% of your employees are saying that, that, and that's out of your staff turnover. Here's a dollar amount. Let's take a portion of that and invest that and getting the right comes out into the organization because it really is one of those things that is a direct impact on the bottom line of the business. And so few, uh, even leadership teams really realize that um, poor communications is, is the root of most business problems. So it really is kind of up there on the list of number one. That's pretty clear, isn't it? It reminds me of something an old colleague of mine would say. It was a business that operated a warehouse and occasionally a conversation between two people would grow into a huddle that might be four, five, six people. And he would say, well, this is an expensive conversation. (laughs) Maybe not the most tactful or gentle way of putting it, but he did have a clear understanding of the cost of people's time. And talking about time, that's something we need to be really aware of when it comes to our comms choices. Not all channels will suit all audiences. For example, podcasts are not suitable for deskless workers. If you're listening to this, you're probably not a deskless worker. With episodes running from 10 minutes to an hour, there's no way that fits into their typical schedules. It's important to understand how your employees would best consume your information. Don't make it hard or against the grain of their skills. If they're good at something or connect in a certain way, use it. In this quote, we touch on the importance of immediacy for these folks. But again, I think there was another question about immediacy and they need information they can get to really, really quickly. And actually, even just the process of a complicated login to an app has probably lost them all of the time that they had to consume that information and they're back onto the next thing. So there is that thing about being able to get to stuff really quickly. And that's probably why notice boards still work so well. You, know, you don't have to log on. You don't have to switch it on. You don't have to boot it up. You can glance across the room and it's there. Um, and it, you know, it remains a strong information source. So there's lessons to learn from that from a technology point of view, I think. Social Optic understand the importance of people's time. So we spend a lot of effort maximizing our system's responsiveness and making it easy to input answers and respond very quickly. This also drives up response rates and engagement with surveys, leading to higher quality data. My experience of comms is that the impact is often about what content is going to which audiences. There's a lot of value turning that around and looking at the audience and how their bandwidth is being used. Through this research, we have seen that the bandwidth these workers have for communications is really limited. One of the things about Survey Optic is you can see what surveys have gone out, which are coming up, and which have just finished. This helps ensure people are not being bombarded by surveys all at once, which can lead to survey fatigue, and helps coordinate your survey plans and overall strategy. 
And it's a similar thing here with comms and you know, the idea of shadow comms that we've got this communications going off, but not, not necessarily under the remit of the comms team, not necessarily official communication, but actually consuming a lot of the available bandwidth. And I remember that these deskless workers, their, their bandwidth, their spare capacity for receiving communication is very limited. So if that's been consumed by other things, then your chance of getting a message through as a communicator is very, very limited. We do a lot of research to find out what users want from Survey Optic. It's important to do the same for your comms channels. Next up, there were some interesting insights into how company apps are not quite hitting the mark. Yeah, it was definitely something that made me go away and check the numbers when I saw this. Because if you think about you know, kind of rolling out a company app, you know, the Theoretically, you know, consultation with the workforce has been built with them in mind. It's you know, exactly the right comms mix, a really engaging experience designed to get them that information. And yet, when we ask people, 57% say that basically they don't receive any useful or relevant information from that source at all. And that is quite a mind-blowing statistic when you think about the amount of time and effort that has gone into rolling out some of these company-wide apps. Um, and again, I'd say it's not a problem with the apps themselves. We've seen cases where it has worked quite well, but it's the fact that I think perhaps in 2019, there was a bit of a sense that, well, we'll, we'll, we'll put out an app and that will fix all of our problems for everybody. And the reality is it's definitely a lot more tricky than that to build something that people want to engage with and to get the right information to people. And the bigger barrier is less the technology. Sure, you want to pick the right platform, but it's actually understanding the audiences and the information flows. And, you know, definitely people are not getting that right yet. One of Benjamin's favourite hobby horses is getting user feedback after rolling out as well as before. As we've seen from that example, even where employees have been consulted beforehand on a company app, actually, that's not enough. And again, it's not just that the comms are ineffectual, as if that wasn't bad enough, but there's a cost of getting it wrong. So there's our highlight reel from the research. Some interesting points there about the importance of good comms, the cost of bad comms, understanding your audience and seeking their feedback. If you'd like to find out more about the research, we will be including links in the show notes. The research was done in partnership with Redefining Communications, and was also made possible thanks to the rest of the team involved in the project and the organisations that took part, so I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone involved. Maybe some of these insights we shared are ringing bells or sound familiar to you, and perhaps it warrants a little more investigation to address the specifics in your own organisation. If that's you, then please do get in touch, and we can help you on that journey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Together, a podcast brought to you by Social Optic. If you aren't already subscribed, search for Social Optic Work Together on your favourite podcast service. And if you found it helpful, don't forget to help others find the podcast by giving it a rating, leaving a review, and telling others about the show. You can find more from Social Optic on our website, socialoptic.com. If your organisation would benefit from data driven decision making and desire to work better together, then get in touch through the chat box on our website. Drop us an email or give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. You can also read more on our blog, where we explore more of the themes we discuss on the podcast. This podcast featured quotes from Benjamin Ellis and was hosted and produced by me, Chris Trim.